going on, guys? This is Gary. It is the 12th of February, almost Valentine's Day. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody survived and maybe even flourished in game week 26 that just passed. So for those that are new to the podcast, I'll be quick with this. Um, welcome, first of all, and thank you to everyone who is listening and who has subscribed and downloads us on a weekly basis. My name is Gary. I have a son named Josh. Uh, Josh is an extremely good footballer. He's 14 years old. Um, he's also a great student and a good boy, um, but extremely knowledgeable about both um, the, the sport of football, its history, knows a lot of uh, statistics, data, facts, um, knows a lot about the Premier League, and of course knows a lot about Fantasy Premier League or FPL. Uh, that's why we're here, is um, we have sort of carved a little niche for ourselves, and you guys helped us uh, in the FPL world. So you can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Uh, we have a very large presence there, uh, over 26,000, which is amazing. We started this brand, if you want to call it that, um, less than three years ago. And we are now the, by far, as far as we can tell, could be wrong, but we've done a lot of research on this. We are by far the most followed FPL-centric site on Instagram or account on Instagram. And that has everything to do with you guys. So thank you very much. We actually just posted something there thanking you because, um, you know, we are in awe of how quickly and how largely we've grown. Never our intent to get this big, uh, but we'll take it. It's pretty cool, uh, especially for a 14-year-old kid. And, um, you know, he's he's very passionate about it and also extremely appreciative. Uh, let's see. So, you know, and also to our knowledge, we are the only or maybe one of the only father and son tandems that does a podcast and runs uh, an Instagram account like we do, which is also kind of cool. Um, let's see, one more thing or two. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer 2, and that's the number two. And there you have it. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast on iTunes, please do. We just like to see it grow. Uh, like you, we like to see results for the hard work we put in and some more subscriptions uh, and follows on Instagram would be fantastic. So thank you guys so much. All right, let's get into game week 26. Another, you know, it has been ever since December, just a wild ride, I feel. And um, it's been exciting when things are good and it's been severely depressing when things are bad. We had a very bad period back in December when it was super busy in the Premier League. Things just didn't work out. It wasn't, well, it wasn't the personnel we had, but it was. I mean, we had great players with lots of expected goals and, you know, clean sheets and this and that. But um, for whatever reason, there were some, either some players we didn't own um, or just some random players that you wouldn't have expected that had really good weeks and our players didn't. So <clears throat> coming out of December was a little bit depressing. 
but we have started to rebound nicely. We saw another nice fat green arrow coming after this game week. Last week, we played the triple captain during the double game week on Aguero, which paid off quite well, as you're probably aware of how he performed last week and now again this week. So we'll get into that in a minute. Um, But let's sort of review what happened in game week 26. So here's our team, in case you're curious. And we post this on Instagram as well. We got 77 points for the week, minus a four-point hit. uh, But we did get 77 points. Our team was Patricio with two points, Holobos with seven. He came off the bench for Rashi, who did not play at all for Manu. Alexander-Arnold came on for a little guest appearance, and he got us one point. Doherty with two. Unfortunate that uh, Patricio allowed that goal. He got a hand on it against Newcastle, but really probably should have stopped that one. Robertson with nine points. Almiron, yes, we took a little bit of a risk on him. We're from Atlanta in the United States. He played for Atlanta United for a couple of seasons. He's a fantastic player. And if you watched him in his, say, what, maybe 18 to 20 minutes out on the pitch, uh, the boy has speed. He's got great footwork. I think he's going to create a lot of opportunities and be involved in a high percentage of goals for Newcastle through the end of the season. So uh, even though he didn't start last night, he certainly will, I'd expect, moving forward. All right, so he got us one point. Sterling, another fantastic game for him. Got 18 points for us. Salah was our captain, and he got us 16 points. <laughs> not not a bad result for a captain, but, you know, we do this a lot. We are always very, very inclined to go with Aguero, like we did in the double game week, and just seemed like Salah was due for a, a huge haul, and we thought there's – It would be great, but there's no possible way Aguero will mirror and repeat what he did uh, in game week 25, and sure enough, he did. All right, so 16 points from Salah. Anderson got us two. We brought him on in place of Richarlison, and we sat there and debated whether we bring in Anderson or Martial, and in hindsight, which FPL is full of hindsight, we brought in the wrong guy. Um, but we do think, based on fixtures alone, we think Anderson will will yield us a good amount of points. Jimenez got us two points, and Aguero, with his hat trick, got us 70, 72. God, he got us 17 points. 72 would have been nice. Okay, so the standouts on our team, obviously, were Kuhn, Sterling, and Robertson. We did see a green arrow which is our second week in a row. We might have had some before then, but we've had some some significant jumps over the past couple of game weeks. If you're curious, our overall rank is somewhere in the, I think, around the 150,000s, right in that neighborhood. So we are closing in on getting sub-100K. So we shall see. The overall rank... Um, is important to us. This is the first season, honestly, that we're playing for overall rank. In the past, we've just tried to have some fun with it and experiment and put together teams that we thought were going to do really, really well for a particular game week, and we weren't really concerned with transfers. We just wanted to 
experiment and have some fun with it and take a break from the amount of work that can be put into uh, that hunt for overall rank. But we're back at it. We think we're doing well. And we see a lot of you guys are doing well, too. So we're really proud of you guys. We love when we're able to give a little bit of input or provide a little bit of information on on something that has results for you. So um, and we love to hear from you guys when it does. Uh, you guys have been good about getting back to us about that. And we're really happy about it. Uh, if you do DM us on Instagram, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. We check everything. It's just two of us. So sometimes, you know, between Josh's work, Josh's school and my work, I wish I was back in school. Um, You know, it it takes a minute for us to get back sometimes. And we do get a lot of DMs, especially as we get closer to the game week deadline each week. So if we don't respond quickly enough for you, we apologize. We get to things as fast as we can. And honestly, if you, the way we do it is uh, whoever sent us, it's sort of first come, first serve. So if you sent us a message in the past and you haven't heard back in a certain amount of time and you get a little anxious and, and resend or follow up with us, it actually puts you back uh, higher in the queue. So if you think of how you receive DMs, the, the messages lower down the list are the, the ones that we would go to first because those have been sort of in our inbox for the longest. If you send us another message, it actually puts you back up and it's going to take even longer. So if you can be patient, we will get back to you. We respond to everybody. We can't necessarily respond to everyone every single time. You know, if it's a, a very long uh you know, DM conversations, sometimes that's hard to continue, but we will each and every week. If you DM us, we will get back to you at least once. And we're really good too about uh, the follow-up stuff, but sometimes that gets a little tough depending on how many messages we have. So, um, but we love it. We love interacting. You guys sometimes seem surprised that we read them and we respond and we don't know any other way. So um, keep them coming. Okay. So some observations from game week 26. Manchester City are dominant. That is uh, no secret. They, they're hitting their stride, I think, at the right time. Uh, you know, they, they dropped some points in the past, but they're, they're past that now. And they look like a team on a mission. I think they, you know, obviously can smell blood. Uh, Liverpool do have a game in hand over them, so that's a thing. But... Um, Man City are, are going to do everything they can, it seems, to you know, do their part in winning. And I guess we'll see how the Liverpool side of it goes. Uh, should be an amazing race to the end regardless. This really could come down to goal differential, which would be, would be an amazing finish. Aguero had three goals, which could have been five. He missed that, that sitter. Uh, it, was a, it was a hard, low-driven cross to him, but he should have finished that. That, You know, he was far post. Somehow he finished it just to the right of the post uh, for a goal kick. And if he would have just directed it anywhere on frame, it would have been a goal. Uh, Allison, no, sorry, uh, Keppa, thinking back, still have Liverpool on the brain. Keppa was so far uh, from being central in that, you know, between the sticks that Aguero could have just put it in word, but he didn't. 
Um, and then later in the game, in the second half, had an opportunity for a header that hit the crossbar. And again, if he would have just directed that down or, you know, to either side, that was a certain one, too. So Aguero is producing big time and he's on fire. Sterling is, too. He had two goals and one assist, you know, for when he and Aguero are playing together, they just seem to have such a nice rhythm. It's really fun to watch them play. I don't know what's going on with Sané. For those of you that had Sané back in game week 25 during the double and captained him, I can only imagine your frustration with that. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is purely tactical and strategic from Pep or if Sané is in the doghouse in a little bit of trouble with him. It just seems odd because Sané is as electric as anybody else on that squad uh, and brings a lot of value to them. So it might just be that Pep loves Bernardo Silva so much, and he also knows the value that Sterling can bring, that maybe there's just no space right now for Sané, but I find that hard to believe. It's got to be more that, that Pep and Sané got into it somehow, but we'll see. And if we know anything, we'll post it. Uh, the city defense also looked really solid. Ederson looked amazing. He had some nice saves, and he has over the past few game weeks. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand, looks lost and helpless. Uh, and I really, honestly, don't recommend investing in any of their players. If you have them now, fine. Of course, they have a blank game week in week 27 next week. But that's another thing, and we'll talk on, on that in a minute. But I wouldn't go out in search of a Chelsea player right now. If you have them, fine. If you can hold on to them and you want to, that's fine too. But otherwise, until the team can sort of find its form, and yes, I know that both Higuain and um, Hazard had a brace each last time out, but that was against Huddersfield. Let's just, you know... We saw how they performed against a lower-level team. We saw how they performed against a higher-level team. <clears throat> so now it's, you know, which is the real Chelsea? And I think, you know, the um, the issues that everyone's having with Sarri certainly don't help. We we saw with Man U earlier in the season when, when there's a friction between the players and the manager and the manager has lost the dressing room, we see what happens. The team just doesn't respond. And then when someone comes in, when they sort of remove the problem, the source of the friction, things can turn quite quickly. So I, I would think that Sarri is going to be gone sooner than later and see if Chelsea can salvage, salvage something and at least get into uh, Champions League contention and stay there. Okay, moving on. Arsenal. More impressive than the score looks because that Kolasinac own goal. Um, otherwise, they would have had a clean sheet. Um, I wrote down no Alba, no problem. So he was out, which I know was a big bummer for a lot of you as well. A lot of people captained him and were relying on him. But the man was sick. I think there's a lot of speculation, a lot of people now transferring him out, um, even for Aguero, which is interesting to me, considering Man City don't play next game week. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. But I mean, he was sick. It's not like he's being rotated out. It's not like he's dropped from the starting 11. He was just ill. They were playing against Huddersfield, and uh, the team took care of it just fine. Lacazette 
is, however, a more affordable option than Aubameyang is. So if you're looking to uh, skim a little money off the top and invest it elsewhere, then Aubameyang to Lacazette isn't a bad thing. I was thinking that Lacazette was going to have less playing time than he does. And, uh, yeah, I think he would be a worthwhile investment if that's what you want to do. Manchester United, they're looking excellent under OGS. Um, you know, you, you know their performance. They're unbeaten <clears throat> under him. And the team is just responding. They, they look impressive. I'm impressed with them. I am a Man City supporter. Josh, my son, is a Man U supporter. So sometimes on a personal level, it's hard for me to admit but on an FPL level where it's all business, uh, you got to have one, if not two, Man U players in your squad. Uh, they are a must-own team to some degree. Speaking of, Pogba is nearing a must-own status. For me, must-own is a player that is in great form and performs consistently that is on a team that is in great form because they need that support around them in order to generate the points a lot of times, <clears throat> um, have promising fixtures ahead, and have a very high ownership rate. Uh, someone that, that whether they do good or bad, you really can't afford to not own because the risk of them doing well and you not having them on your team uh, can harm you because the overall average gets lifted when ownership is high. Salah is a good example of that. I don't think Pogba's there yet. We actually don't own him, but certainly if we can find a way to bring him in, we will. Rashford was rested, but he'll be fine, so don't panic. You see that he's being transferred out quite a bit, and people are speculating as to what the deal is with him. He had a dead leg. Don't know if that was the case or not, but it might just be that, um, that OGS just wanted to rest him. The boy has been playing quite a bit. And they do have some some other non-league games coming up here in the near future where they will need him, and they'll need him back in their league matches as well. De Gea, really good get now. Early in the season, first half of the season, and maybe a little more, he was sort of unreliable, and, man, you were conceding goals. But now um, they've just sort of found their form, and De Gea is making some lovely saves. So... I do think he's a good investment. Liverpool, the score could have been higher, probably should have been higher. Uh, Mane, Robertson, Salah, and Firmino all looked pretty good. Salah does look a bit off, however, um, where not like it was earlier in the season where everybody was questioning his price and starting to transfer him out and you know felt that at the time $13 million was far too much which it kind of is. Um, but if they're, if they're bringing in hauls, then, then it sort of justifies the price. But right now, you know, one goal in the past three games doesn't really justify his high price, at least to us. So we're not making any transfers out yet, but it certainly would enable us to make other moves, would allow us to bring in Pogba and then upgrade another player uh, maybe Anderson to um, Sonny. So definitely something we're keeping our eye on, but don't pull uh, the alarm just yet on him. 
what else? Everton. Richarlison and Sigurdsson are just non-factors lately. Um, they didn't even start against Man City, which I'm not sure what Silva's strategy or thinking was in that. But they're just – Richarlison, if you do own him and you haven't let him go yet, because we've been of the one more week crowds with him, and finally we just had our fill. We got rid of him right after game week 25 when he had – Two games to um, sort of save himself with us, and he didn't. So he's gone. Spurs are just do, doing just fine without Kane. Thank you very much. Uh, Son with that last-minute runaway goal. Really, we we don't own him. We we know that he does have a high ownership, and that would affect the the um, game week average. So that you know, I guess just the sun is shining on Son. No pun intended. Uh, but, you know, what a fortuitous goal that he had. But he's a great player, and you you can't not like the guy. He's always smiling, seems like a class act, and he performs. Um, and Llorente has sort of found, ever since that, <laughs> that game he came on initially after Kane's injury and scored the own goal, um, he has rebounded nicely and has been directly involved in quite a few goals for Spurs. So I do think Llorente... Uh, is worth a, a sniff, especially maybe as a, as a third striker, if you can afford him. Leicester City over the weekend could not finish to save their lives. How many opportunities did they miss? And, like, wide open. I mean, just 1v1 with the goalkeeper. And, you know, if you put it anywhere other than directly at him, these are sure goals. The I'm not including the Vardy missed penalty on that because that was literally his first touch coming on as a sub, so a bit unfair to blame it all on him, and it was a really nice save by Loris as well. He guessed the right way, got down, got a hand on it, and Vardy was denied, but Vardy did um, score their only goal in that game. Uh, People have been asking about Vardy. Yeah, I think he's uh, worth a look. The team itself isn't impressing me, but Vardy's the kind of player that will just take control as much as he can. And uh, the fixtures alone for Leicester City are just, I don't even know how many games it is of, uh, you know, a lot of two on the FDR scale, uh, maybe one, three over the next, say, six, seven, eight game weeks. I forget how many, but, but it's a lot. So, you know, it is definitely worth taking a look at a Leicester City player, Vardy being one, and then defensively, probably Pereira or Chilwell, sort of the usual suspects there. Okay, so let's move into game week 27. Blank game week 27, mind you. A lot of stuff going on around there. The good thing is that we have a little bit of time. We don't have to turn this right around, so don't feel rushed into making decisions think about this for a little bit, and we will definitely post more on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page about this, but here's some initial thoughts. As I mentioned, if you own Richarlison, replace him. Felipe Anderson is a good option. Five of the next six fixtures for West Ham are an FDR of three or less, so that's always a nice thing. Martial is another good option. Unfortunately, we didn't choose him. This past game week, and I think he had a goal and an assist. 
they play Liverpool next. Man, you play Liverpool next. But then they have two pretty tasty fixtures. So, uh, you know, if you can tolerate the the Liverpool game, and Liverpool are vulnerable, and we know Man U can do some damage. So that'll be an interesting game. Uh, Martial might be a good choice, as is Lingard. Some lower price. So that's more sort of, you know, same pricing neighborhood as Richarlison. Some lower priced options include Almiron. Talked about him a little while ago. Um, I would reckon that he'll start the next game for Newcastle, which is a home game. So I think that'll sort of be his, uh, you know, his uh, starting 11 debut there in front of the home crowd. Milivojevic, he takes set pieces and penalties for Crystal Palace. He's sort of critical in their attack. So he's a good option and a great differential, as is Almiron right now. Uh, and then Matinho and Hota. Uh, Hota was on excellent form, didn't perform so well last night against Newcastle. But uh, everybody has an off game. Doesn't mean you need to transfer them out immediately. Or not transfer them in. The harder things to address. All right, first up, what to do about Aguero, Sterling, De Bruyne, Laporte, Ederson, any of your top-tiered Man City assets? Uh, That's a tough one. So it all depends on your squad, your current squad, and sort of where you want to go with it. So depending on how many let's say Man City players or Everton or Chelsea or Brighton or all the above combined, depending on how many players you currently have in your squad from one or a combination of those four teams will sort of dictate what you do next. One option is if you don't want to, you know, do the old, uh, what do they call it? The transfer hokey pokey. I think it's referred to where you're transferring players back and forth. Uh, you could bench one or two of them. You may have to sacrifice another one or two, depending on how many you have. But you could always bench them if you have a squad that you're confident in and can sort of pick up the ball and run with it for you. So that's one option, is to do nothing and just sort of rotate your squad. Another is you could do the hokey pokey and transfer out and then transfer back in. But you're using your your free transfers for the week, and you may take a hit, so it depends on your tolerance level for that. You could play your wild card if you still have it, and sort of plan for the future, for the the last little bit of this season, because we're nearing the end, so that's an option. You could play your free hit chip, which lasts for just one week, so if you want, if you're happy with the team you have, and it's just a blank game week issue, then use your free hit. And uh, you get to change your squad for one week, and then it goes back to the way it was before you went into that game week and played your free hit chip. The thing is, there will be more blank game weeks and more double game weeks to come. So kind of depends on how many players from the teams that are still in the FA Cup you have in your squad. Because if they continue to advance into the later rounds of FA Cup, then very, very good chance, almost 100% chance, that 
they will have a blank game week and then a subsequent double game week. And if they advance to the finals of the FA Cup, then another one of that same sort of scenario, blank and double. So, you know, we always tend to like to save those chips for the absolute best use and the best emergency, but it is definitely an option for those game weeks. So I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying don't play it. I'm just saying think ahead. We're getting a lot of questions on should I play my free hit? Um, and the response is it depends on who you have in your squad and sort of how you want to manage that. So, um, you know, take a look at it. We're happy to help DM us. But if you're going to ask us that question, also send us your squad so we can take a look and maybe have some advice there. <clears throat> you know, and also we'll never tell you what you should do. We'll always tell you what we would do in that instance, because ultimately it's up to you how comfortable you are. But we will absolutely present options and scenarios and thoughts on things. So definitely, uh, hopefully, usable material. But um, what am I going to tell you? It's not our team. Uh, we would never be so bold as to tell you exactly what you should be doing as the manager of that team. Um, like we said, you know, you've got transfers that are available, depending on how many you're going to carry over. You might have two, you might have one, you might have already made one, and you're, you're, you have none left. Um, but don't waste them if you don't have to. If you're just looking to get rid of Aguero for one week and bring in a bombing and then, and then do the transfer back and forth, um, you are burning your transfers for two game weeks in a row in that case. It may pay off. It may be great. But just, just be aware of what you're doing and think, try to think beyond, especially if you're concerned with your overall record, think beyond uh, just the game week at hand. Um, Sané, we talked about him and what the deal is with him. If you haven't already gotten rid of him, I'm sure a lot of his former owners did, um, just doesn't seem like he's worth leaving in, especially with the blank game week coming up. So some options as replacements for him, uh, Mane, Erickson, Pogba, or Sun instead. All good options there. <clears throat> okay, now, future blank game weeks and double game weeks. Listen to this closely. Uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about it, and we will absolutely post it on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Okay, coming up, game week 27. It's a blank game week, okay? So Man City, Chelsea, Brighton, and Everton do not have games next game week. Man City and Everton already played their double, which was game week 25, and Chelsea and Brighton still have uh, a double game week to come to make up for this blank, and that is still to be determined. <clears throat> game week 31 is a blank. We don't know for which teams yet. It depends on who's going to make it to the FA Cup quarterfinals. So I believe, I want to say there are six Premier League teams still left in contention for the FA Cup. So um, it just depends on, on which ones advance to the quarters. Week 32, game week 32, will be a double game week. Those teams are to be determined. Game week 33 will be a blank. That is, the teams there are dependent on 
which Premier League teams make it to the semifinals. So game week 31, that's a blank, are the FA Cup quarterfinals. Game week 33, another blank game week for a couple of teams, um, potentially, uh, is the FA Cup semifinals. And then game week 35 will be a double. And those teams, of course, are to be determined. So quickly down that list again, week 27 is blank for City, Chelsea, Brighton, and Everton. Game week 31 is a blank due to the FA Cup quarterfinals. Game week 32 will be a double game week. Don't know for which teams yet. Game week 33 is a blank due to the FA Cup semifinals. Teams are to be determined. And then game week 35 is a double game week, and those teams are to be determined. Um, We will, of course, post that information and a lot more about blank game week 27 options and uh, suggestions on our Instagram account, and we will go into that in depth in our next podcast, which will be no later than a week from now. So that's going to do it for now. Hit us up on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for following us on Instagram and all the support we've gotten from you guys. We cannot explain how appreciative we are, and we recognize um, the value that you guys bring to us. So thank you. And here's to wishing you all green arrows in the game weeks to come. Cheers, guys. Bye.